<laughs> How many of you have had a uh, blessed, but you've had a life of struggles? Amen. Amen. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> When we read, how many of you have actually read the Parsha this week? Okay, good. And um, how many of you read the Parsha every week? Okay, good. We should have more, but anyway, that's that's good that a number of you are reading it. And it's really interesting when we see when we study about Jacob. He's a man who had really an unbelievable amount of struggles. And yet, he is a man who became a man of righteousness, and he became a man of God, and, and the Lord used all the things that he went through to bring him to the place where God wanted him to be. In this week's Torah portion, Yaakov, Jacob, <clears throat> has, been, uh, has been assailed by a man in darkness. He was, and we all know, it was that whole wrestling match. And we read in Genesis, 20, Genesis 32, verse 25. So Yaakov remained all by himself. Then a man wrestled with him until the break of dawn. And... Um, when it, a lot of times when, when you read about the break of dawn, of dawn it is, um, there's, there's a prophetic point to it. But um, he was he wrestled to the break of dawn, and when he saw that he had not overcome him, he struck the, this man, struck the socket of his hip, so he dislocated the socket of Jacob's hip when he wrestled with him. And then, and then he said, this man said to Jacob, let me go for the dawn has, for the, for the dawn has broken. But what did Yaakov say? He said, I will not let you go. And then the man said to him, to him, what is your name? Now you think the man knew who his name was? Yeah, yeah I do too. <laughs> but he asked him, he said, what is your name? And he said, Yaakov. And then the man said, your name will no longer be Yaakov, but rather Yisrael, for you have struggled with God and with men, and you have overcome. How many 
of you have had different struggles with mankind, different men and women in your life? Raise your hand. How many of you struggling right now with someone? Raise your hand. And almost everyone raise, raises their hand. But what we see here is he was struggling with God. How many of you feel a lot of times like you're struggling with God? Raise your hand. Be truthful. Okay. See, when I said be truthful, more people raise their hand. <laughs> because some people think, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't say that I'm, I struggle with God. But struggling with God, wrestling with God is good. And the reason why it's good is because God wants us to learn from these situations that he allows us to be in. And he wants to develop our character. And he wants to develop, he wants to develop us as men and women of the Most High God. He wants to build us up. Why? Because we deserve it? No. But because he chose us. He chose us to represent him. And the assailant said, well, again, what is your name? And he said, Yaakov. And what does Yaakov mean? It means heel grabber. Okay, because that's what he did in the womb. He was the second, but he grabbed the, he, he grabbed the heel of Esav. But it's a reference for not letting go. And you know what? That is something that we all need. We all need to know when to not let go. God, God gives us assignments. He gives us assignments. And even though people may not like our assignments, they may not agree with it, it may be none of their business because if God is giving us assignments, we have to follow God's assignment. But we have to hold on and not let go. And I want to give you an example of what happened last night. You know, you know that um, we, we have uh, down south, we have a new beginning synagogue down south that we, we've had for a few months. And... Um, it's yeah, and it's uh, it's very tiring, and I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to just come up here, but I have Friday nights up there, and then Saturdays here, but um, and when when anything is new beginning, you know, it, it, it's a small group, and you're starting to build and everything, but in the last few months, why, and why did I go down there? I went down there for two reasons. Because God spoke to me, and he, he spoke to me, and he spoke to my wife at the same time, and he said, I'm calling you back down there to South Florida for, to be a vessel where Jewish people are going to come to know their Messiah. And, you know, last night... We last night, and as I said, it was just a few, just a few uh, months. The fifth, the fifth 
Jewish person came to know his Messiah in our congregation. Now look at that. This is what God promised. He's promised us this. He said, go, it's going to be difficult. But go. And also, of course, we got a, a blessing because my family li lives down there. My, uh, I have my children live down there. My great-grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, great-grandchildren, my sister. Um, it's such a blessing. And, um, and even for my sister, my sister is a believer. She lives five minutes from us. And she's not always home. She travels a lot. But, but when, she is, when she is home... And she's always coming to our synagogue for and and she's growing in the Lord. And it's it's amazing. So I see I see God moving throughout his throughout his people, his Jewish people down down there. Now um, I'm glad God didn't call me down there to fix voting machines. <laughs> <laughs> Because that would have been probably more of an impossible, <laughs> and um, and and it's funny, and I, I laugh about it because because in Palm Beach County, I couldn't believe it. Years ago, when I lived in Palm Beach County, they had you know it was all digital, and you just press like this. This year, they had one of these old machines where they had whatever the and it, it's nothing about politics. It's about whatever the person's name was, whoever you wanted to vote for. They had a name here. And they had an arrow there, and you had to draw a line from the name to the arrow. I, I, that that was, was totally amazing. I mean, that wasn't a difficult thing to do, but I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, why? Why, did you say, why didn't they get rid of these things that, so many years ago? But anyway, we have struggles, and what he, what... Yaakov had done is he strove with God and he continued to hold on with God and men and he prevailed. He struggled for the blessing with God and he received it. He struggled with Esau, Esau for the blessing, and he received it. He struggled with Isaac for the blessing, and he received it. He struggled with Lavan for the blessing, and he pursued, and he received it. And I really believe what God wants us to learn from this is that we have a tendency, when things don't go right, right away, we have a tendency to just let go. And God wants us to hold on. And even if you have to hold on to the heel, hold on. Because if God's given you a calling, he will, if he's given you the calling, he will provide for you. And he will give forth his hen, his favor. And we read about Hen in the, in, the, in the Torah portion. He will pour out his favor upon you. And you know what? He loves us so much. When he gives us a calling, there are struggles. There's always struggles. Life is a struggle. But he's with us. 
and he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And when, and, and sometimes we feel he's not answering our prayer. So what do we do? We let go. Wrong. Just keep on persevering. Remember, if you read the word of God, if you knock and he doesn't open the door, keep on knocking and knock louder and louder and louder. Because he wants to build up our character and he wants to build up our integrity. He wants us to be people of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so think about think about some of the I wrote some things down that I'd like you just to think about. Um, in, in, in Genesis 32, where Vayishlach begins, it says, And Yaakov sent messengers before him to his brother Esav to the land of Seir, the field of Edom. So, in other words, he sent messengers. Now, when, Ru when Rabbi Rutledge read it, he interpreted it as servants. And it's true. The uh, true messengers are servants, and we all think of we all think of messengers as people, but the Hebrew word is malachim. So when I was reading, I was thinking about it th this this week. Um, if we read the end of last week's parsha. It says, while Jacob left, or Yaakov left on his way, the angels of God, the Malachim, met him. The Yaakov said, when he saw them, this is God's camp, and he named that place Machanaim. Machanaim. And um, so there were angels that God sent to Joseph. It's interesting how many of our people who don't read the Word of God, who don't read the Tanakh, and, and don't, don't believe, when you talk about angels and you talk about demons, they think, oh, this, you're into some far out crazy theology. This is the Word of God. Amen. This is the Word of God. Malachim. And God, guess what? God does send His angels. And how many of us all the time when we go somewhere, we say, God, may your angels of protection surround us. Of course. We need God's angels of, of protection. I mean, I, I, I told you this story once, but I'll just mention it again. I remember one time being on that, I forget what road it was, but it was in, it was in Atlanta. Um, a road is supposed to be an expressway, but it's, it's um, more of a parking lot than the Long Island Expressway. It's <laughs> and it's just, but then at times they go fast. And we, I was riding on it, where Rachel and I were riding on it, and we're in the middle lane, and it starts to, to rain and rain hard and it gets slippery. I see people sliding all over the place. So I wanted to get over to, I wanted to get over because I just felt really uncomfortable. And I, I, I put my signal on, I tried to get over and I couldn't get, I couldn't get over. And all of a sudden, you know, I started to skid a little bit and the most amazing thing happened. It was as if the angels just picked up my car 
and put it in front of this car and behind this car and I was able to go. It was the most amazing, amazing thing. And you know what? It was because he did send angels. And because whenever we travel, we should pray that God's angels are protection, that God's spirits ran, that his angels are protection. And, and God sent angels to Yaakov. And so when we read, Yaakov sent messengers um, before him to his brother Esav. Well, it could have been, it could have been that he sent that he sent some of his, ser of his servants, the people, or maybe those angels that he had just sent, maybe those, maybe those were, the, were the messengers. It's something to think about, because either or, God, God did it, God was in charge, and what we see in, um, in uh, we go on and it says, he also commanded them saying, this is what you should say to my Lord, to Esau, this is what your servant Jacob said, I've been staying with Levan and have lingered until now, now I've come to possess oxen and donkeys, flocks, male servants and female servants, we sent word to tell my Lord in order to find favor in your eyes. The messengers returned to, to Yaakov saying, we went to your brother, to Esav, and he's, he's also coming out to meet you and 400 men with him. Well, is that, would you be happy? <laughs> I mean, the last time he saw Asaph, 20 some odd years ago, the last time he saw him, he had to leave because Asaph wouldn't wanted to kill him. And now he's bringing 400 men with him. Well, what happened? In verse 8, Yaakov became extremely afraid and distressed. He became afraid and distressed. How many of us in that position would have been afraid and distressed? Now those who didn't raise your hand, are you lying or you're not paying attention? So we're going to do it again. How many of us would have been afraid and distressed? Yes, of course. Even though we knew God was with us, we still, you know, you want to make sure there's a God, are you awake? I just want to make sure. Because <laughs> we get, that's, that's our human spirit. We're human. And so is Yaakov. And, um, and then what he did is he divided the people with him along with the flocks and herds and camels into two camps where he thought if Esau comes to one camp and strikes it, and strikes it, that the camp that's left will escape. And then Yaakov said, oh God of my father Abraham and God of my father Yitzchak, Adonai, who said to me, return to your land, to your relatives, and I will do good with you. I am unworthy of all the proofs of mercy and of all the dependability you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed over this Jordan and now I've become two camps. Deliver me, please, from my brother's hands, from Asab's hand, for I'm afraid of him that he'll come and strike me. The mother is in with the children. So from this, from this, you know what happens sometimes? There are little passages that are taken, uh, taken, and then from that, we have a whole procedure 
of what we should do if we're in a case like that where we're struggling, we're troubled, and we don't know what to do. Well, what would be the first thing to do? Pray. And that's what he did. That's what, that's what he prayed. And then what would be the second thing that he, that he, he should do? The second thing, because he's going to, he's sending people, and what did, he, what did he do? What did he figure out would be a good thing? First you pray, and then the, almost the second thing is give. Say, give a gift. Give a gift of an appeasement. Say, here, look, I have all this. Take it. Take it. I want to give it to you because I want to show you that you, you, you're receiving a blessing. I want to bless you. So someone who you think is your enemy, you can appease them and by blessing them. Now, I do this all the time, and I, you should be doing it too. How many of you have people who you've had trouble with, or you still have, uh, um, you still, um, there's a division between you and another person? How many of you have had that? And it, yes, of course. And you know what? The first thing that I, that I well, obviously I pray, I, I do like Yaakov, I pray. And then, sometimes it's hard to do. But I do this. I say, Lord, please bless them. And, um, and then I always say, bless them with, they've hurt me, so bless them with, give them, give their heart a desire to repent, and then bless us both so that we can reconcile. So you always need to give. So you pray and you give. You give gifts. You bless. It's easy to bless someone who does good for you. Yeah. But how about blessing someone who has caused you hurt and pain? Bless them. This is what Yaakov had done. And then the third thing he did is because God doesn't tell us just to, you know, just to um, stand up and, 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 and just say, oh God, I'm not going to do anything because I'm, I'm just trusting you, I'm trusting you. God, didn't we all tell that, that joke, you know, from many, many, many years ago, you know, the thing with, uh, well, I sent you uh, um, two boats, two helicopters in a boat and you didn't get on. Well, God wants you to take action. Like you said, brother. He said he wants you to take action. Prepare for battle. And in this world, we have to prepare for battle. When God calls us to a certain people, whoever the people are, whether it's, whether it's um, uh, God's, God's Jewish people or whether it's God's Christian people or whether it's God's people from Asia or Africa or, or, um, or certain groups in the United States or certain groups in Europe or wherever he sends you throughout the world, pray, bless, and 
can't prepare for battle because there's going to be spiritual warfare. And you're not a, you have to be prepared. So, and then um, we see, we see that in um, Genesis 32, 18, it says, Then he commanded the first one, saying, When my brother Asab meets you and asks you, saying, To whom do you belong, and where are you going, and to whom do all these before you belong, then you are to say to your servant, to Yaakov, it's an offering sent to my Lord, to Asab. And in other words, when we go to battle and we have a calling, when people ask the question, well, to whom do you belong? To whom do we belong? We belong to Yeshua. Let us not let us not hide the words Yeshua. We are where we are because Yeshua is Lord and he wants us to speak his name to everyone he calls us to go to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now also, we see, we see that, um, that he sent the angels and he wrestled and God changed his name. When somebody comes to a close new relationship to God and especially through Messiah you're a different person there's a difference in your personality there's a difference in things that you say and things that you do and we have to let everyone know to whom we belong. And just as they, just as Asab said, to whom do you belong? People are asking us, to whom do we belong? And the answer is, we belong to our Messiah. We belong to we belong to Yeshua. And um, he did another thing. He did another thing that was something else we need to do. In, in, this, in this Parsha, it shows that his instructions, or when he... When he finally meets Asav, he, sa he says, you know, all these years, I, I just stayed, I stayed with 
Lavan. And um, he, yeah, he stayed with Lavan. What was he trying to say when he said, I stayed with Lavan? What he was trying to say is he was humbling himself. He wasn't going to Esav with his chest out and saying, you know what? Look at me. Look at all that I have. He said, I've made it. I've made it. You've made it, and I've made it, so you're blessed and I'm blessed. He didn't say that. He treated Esav, he became humble, and he said, like, Esav was, was like the king. He had this, he built up a whole, uh, um, a whole entourage. Yet, yet Yaakov didn't say, hey, well, we both did. He said, hey, you were out on your own, and you look at the blessing you got. I was a stranger. I stayed with Levan all these years with Uncle, Uncle Levan. I stayed with him all these years. And what I gathered, I just wanted to give to you because you deserve a blessing. And remember, that was, a way, that was actually a way of appeasement. He was saying, look, I know you believe that I stole your blessing, but I'm giving you it all. Look what you have now. In other words, he humbled himself. And when we deal with people, we should be doing this in our everyday life. We should humble ourselves. Because when we humble ourselves, then God brings us forward. He's the one. Let us not be proud of what we have or who we are because I believe we are nothing at all unless we have God's hen, his favor, unless we have his spirit, unless we have Yeshua, unless we have his Ruach HaKadosh living within us. If we don't, then we are a gear, an alien, a stranger, and he wants us to be part of his family. And so let us always humble ourselves. And if we look at Genesis 32, verse 32, it says, Now the sun rose upon him, just as he crossed by Peniel, limping because of his hip. The sun rose upon him. And when the sun rises upon him, that is symbolic of the Mashiach. The sun, S-U-N, is symbolic of the S-O-N rising upon you. 
And when the S-U-N rose upon him, that was, that was in, in, in through Hebrew translation over the years, it was symbolic of, of saying the Mashiach shined his face upon him. And when the Mashiach shines his face upon you, then you have a difference, you have a change. And, um, and so what it was is that Messiah shone his face upon him, and at that time, then he was ready to go to battle. You see, if we go to battle before he shines his face upon us, it won't work. If we go to battle before Messiah says go, won't work. As a matter of fact, not only is it that it won't work, but it will fail yeah. because we need him. We need him. We need his power. We need his strength. We need his fullness upon us. And, um, and in, verse, in Genesis 33, verse 12 to 14, says, then he said, now, um, and then, uh, well, let's start with verse eight. What do you mean by this whole caravan that I've met? So he said, to find favor in your eyes, my Lord. So again, he's humbling himself. But Asaph said, I have plenty. Oh, my brother, do keep all that belongs to you. Yet Yaakov said, no, please, if I found favor in your eyes, then you will take my offering from my hand. For this is the reason I've seen your face. It's like seeing the face of God. And you've accepted me. Please take my blessing that was brought to you because God has been gracious to me because I have everything. So he kept urging him until Asaph accepted. And then he said, let's journey and be on our way and I'll go ahead of you, he continued. And he continued, my Lord knows that the children, because Yaakov did not want to go with Asaph, because Yaakov had a calling. And even though and even though it was, it could be good, he knew what his brother was made up of. And he knew the hatred that his brother had, and he didn't trust, and he wasn't planning on going to Seir. But he said, he, then he said, Let, let's journey and be on our way, and I'll go ahead of you. And... Um, and he continued, my Lord knows that the children are tender and that the flocks and the cattle in my care are nursing. So if they were pushed hard just one day, all the flocks would die. Please let my Lord pass on ahead of your servant and I'll move on further gradually at a pace suited to the livestock that are before me and at a place suited to the children until I come to my Lord in Seir. And Asab said, please let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. No, he didn't want the people. Why? 
because they weren't people of God. They weren't people who had the favor and the spirit and the power of the almighty God. They were people who were against God. But he said, what's this? Let me, let me find favor in my Lord's eyes. So on that day, Esau returned on his way to Seir, but Yaakov journeyed to Sukkot and built a house for himself and for his livestock, and he made booths. That is the reason that this place is called Sukkot. And, and I personally believe, well, if, if it was a place where you can have a house and livestock, I believe, that, and I do believe that Messiah was born on Sukkot, and he called it Sukkot, I believe that the Sukkot was a manger. And it was just another way of, of showing that Messiah was born on Sukkot. Now other people may say, no, he was born on Passover, or was born on, and we don't, we don't know, but to me, I'm just saying to me, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, but I'm saying to me, I believe this is just another sign of Yeshua being, being born on, on Sukkot. So Yaakov arrived in, Shal in Shalom to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padan Aram and camped right in front of the city. And there he set up an altar and he called it El, is Israel's, is Israel's God. But you know, What, what I feel that God wants us to know from this is that Yaakov overcame with Levan, but they reconciled. How do we know? Because they kissed each other, the Middle East greeting. They kissed, but you don't see that you don't see that Levan, you don't see that um, Esav and, and Yaakov kissed. There's no sign of reconciliation. There's just some words. But words don't mean anything if the heart isn't in it. Because anyone can say false words. But what, what happened is that this was prophetic. And even when the sun rose on him at the break of dawn, it was prophetic. And the prophetic part of it is taken from the Haftarah in the book of Obadiah. And I'm going to read from that. From the book of Obadiah. That's the Haftorah portion. And it says, For the day of Adonai is near against all the nations. Verse 15. As you have done, it shall be done to you. However we treat God's people, that will be done to us. 
your dealing will return on your own head. For just as you have drunk on my holy mountain, so all the nations shall drink, shall drink continually. Yes, they will drink and gulp down and then be as though they had never existed. But on Mount Zion, on Mount Zion, there will be deliverance and it will be holy. Then the house of Yaakov will dispossess those who dispossess them. The house of Yaakov will be a fire and the house of Yosef a flame while the house of Esau will be straw. They will set them on fire and consume them so there will be no survivors of the house of Esau. In other words, all throughout time since the brothers had a fight, yes, they came together that time but the heart of Esav was always against Yaakov. And the nations today that represent Esav are the nations that are against Israel. But God is saying in the last days, see remember at the time of dawn, when the new beginning is coming and we're coming closer and closer to the, the last days, it says, there will be no survivors for the house of Esau, for Adonai has spoken. Then those of the Negev will possess the hill country of Esau. Those of the Negev will possess the country of Esau, and those of the foothills, the Philistines. Then they will possess the territory of Ephraim and the territory of Samaria, while Benjamin will possess Gilead. The exiles of this army of Bnei Yisrael will possess what belonged to the Canaanites as far as Zarephath, while the exiles of Jerusalem who are in Sepharad will possess the cities of the Negev. The victorious will go up on Mount Zion to judge the hill country of Asav. Then, and what he's saying, it will all come together at the end. That's why this 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 passage that we read in Vayishlach is so prophetic because what it's going to show, this is God's kingdom. And remember, we just have to walk God's ways. We have to have the heart of God. We have to walk with the favor, walk with the spirit of God. Stay connected. Don't let go because as it says in the Haftarah, then the kingdom shall be at an eyes and we who choose Yeshua, we who choose the Messiah, who want to love each person and want everyone to come to know his Messiah. We will be an Adonized kingdom. Let us, take, let us take happiness and joy and gladness in that, that no matter who is against us, if God is with us, if God is with us, then, then who can be against us? And the answer is no one, because Adonai is our king. So let us realize we walk in the power of God, in the favor of God, and don't let go. 
no matter what's happening, no matter what's happening to your finances, no matter what's happening in your family, no matter what's happening at work, no matter what's happening where you live, do not let go and we will all be together in the kingdom of Hashem. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Avinu Makeno, our Father, our King, we bless you and thank you that you have chosen us. And Lord God, it's your desire that all shall say yes, all shall come to know you. So Lord God, wherever you call us, let us walk in your favor, with your power, with your spirit, with your humbleness. And let us love as you have loved us. And we pray, Lord God, that your Yeshua, your salvation spreads all over this world. And may the last days come soon where we will all be together in your kingdom. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.